everybody to the Dusty Bender Podcast. I am Chance Watson. With me as always is Taylor Wells. This is episode, what was it, Wells? 57? 57. 57. Coming at you after a very long time because we suck, but we're back and better than ever. Wells, uh, we got yeah, we got so much to talk about. Beers in hand. Yeah. This is I'm feeling good about this one. Yeah, I uh, you know, I I'm feeling much better about this right now. Yeah. I uh, I thought I had the Ronies for a little bit. That's that's what I'm gonna blame this hiatus on is my delusion of Ronies. So everybody nowadays just blame coronavirus. So. Yeah, I I realized, you know, you can still get overworked by your boss and drink too much booze for a week straight and get some sort of a cold, so. I've heard that's not good for your immune system. (laughs) Yeah, work work is... Unless you're drinking screwdrivers, because that's got orange juice, vitamin Uh, C. Yeah, yeah, that's, that, you know what? Science, Um, That's what my doctor told me. Yeah. Yeah, doc... (laughs) Doc. The, the doc i just Man, i don't know you know the doc doc yeah the doc he uh he told me screwdrivers only for the next two weeks buddy doc doc sam jackson samuel l jackson is that is that movie was that Jack, jackie brown where he orders a screwdriver he's what? always drink. he's always drinking vodka and orange juice in that one movie jackie brown uh, I think. i've never seen that that's You've gotta never be some seen cult. it some cult film you weirdos in Idaho watch or something. It's one of Tarantino's films after Pulp Fiction. Oh, man. See? It's pretty good. He shoots Chris Rock with a shotgun in a trunk. He probably fucking deserved he it. He probably fucking deserved it. <laughs> he probably needed to be, you know, shut him up a little bit. Uh, he does have a... He has a voice that echoes, man. He does. He, you know, he's, he's better as a donkey in a kid's film. Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't still, that great? No, that's Eddie Murphy. That's, I was, still, I was just Murphy? about to say, I'm still pissed off about that ah. fucking uh, uh, Mushu bullshit. Oh, I'm, dude, we spent the 30 bucks on that fucking Mulan. Everybody's crap, crap, dude. fucking spent money on that? Oh, yeah, we paid 30 bucks. Oh. We we had the fucking experience. I went out and bought my milk duds like I usually do. Oh. We went to the nearest family gas station and got a couple slushies. They suckered you. Well, they fucking, well... My wife thinks she is Mulan, so <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Di- you knew, yeah, I- the Disney move on, Mulan, not the live action one that was filmed next to Chinese concentration camps. Well, yeah, the live action one. I mean, you just you, I knew from day one that I was if they ever made one, and it was a hot steaming pile of dung. We were still going to pay. Fun, fun fact: bucks the for the extras in that movie, like the background fighters that you never see, they're actually uh, they, they those were the ones that were put out on work release from the concentration camps. Oh, see, free labor, dude. <laughs> <clears throat> and they still couldn't make it a good movie, even with not paying the well, background. No, see, I didn't even I didn't even care about the Chinese labor camps. I, the fact that Mushu's not in it is just it's just not. Oh, it's a tragedy. Dishonor on you. That's it's a tragedy. Yeah. I mean, we're way too far into you know twenty twenty, and not, we needed something good. How did they not think that that was? They're like, oh, okay, let's like what if you remember Mulan? What are the top three memorable things from it? Okay, number one is Eddie Murphy's Mushu. Like that's that's number one, and then they're like, yeah, let's probably get rid of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know what really stood out? That's like the the people tried to watch the old one for the new. Mm-hmm. You know, writing the script. You know what really stood out to me is that Mushu is in like a lot of this movie. So, 
Um, let's cut him out. <laughs> you know how <laughs> this would be great. You know he's like the driver for all the comedic relief in the movie. Yeah, yeah. let's let's just get yeah. rid of that and make no, yeah, make smart. it a gritty, dark drama. <sighs> yeah, I, I mean, for all you folks out there who have 30 bucks to just throw around. I mean, go for it. I don't care. This is Dusty but. Bender's review of Mulan. <laughs> but there's something that you could spend your 30 bucks on that's better than Mulan on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. What is that, Chance? I would probably throw it down on Bet Commish. Whoa. Especially if you're looking to uh, lay some action on something like that. There's been, before we get into it, we have had some luck recently. We have. What was I mean, our been, most unique I bet ever, I think, re- happened recently. The presidential election yeah. one was by far the funnest one that <laughs> the funnest bet I've had. That's fucking hilarious. Just sitting there wet, waiting for <laughs> Donald Trump to say drug test. Say it, you motherfucker. Say it. Say it. You're not even listening to the policies <laughs> that he is trying to provide to America. All you want him to do is say drug Just test so you can say win it. ten bucks like you fucking. And then he calls him Sleepy Joe. God damn it! Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> son of a bitch. No, I, I won 10 bucks on the uh, the other one. So the other yes. one was Biden saying either Obama or uh, Scranton first. And he said Scranton first. Yep. I won 10 bucks on that sucker. Yeah, no, that one was that one was easy. And I and I, I took the odds on the other one, but I won the Donald Trump one. So that was, nice. it was, it was just a wash. Um, but yes, uh, going back to uh, bet with the commish because the commish offers twenty percent free play on all deposits with zero rollover because rollover is a scam. In fact, that was one of the debate issues uh, between the Scams. two. One of the most one of the most contentious. Uh, it was the only issue that I think that uh, Biden and Trump agreed upon was that uh, they will sign legislation to combat rollover. Yeah. I, that was the most memorable thing for me from the debate. It's it's honestly going to be the only uniting point here in America at this point <laughs> that we can all agree and on. Somewhere, someone named Bet Kamish had a nice fist pump. Over, over. It's over in like China and Russia. They're like, yes, we love rollover. Ugh. God damn it, Biden and Trump. <laughs> rollover is not a scam. Rollover, very good, comrade. <laughs> This, this, I, 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 I bet ro- I get rollover. I use it all the time, and then drink vodka. If you bet with someone other than the commish, your rollover goes straight to Putin. Yep, that's true. You're, you're a communist. If you use rollover, if you utilize you're a it, goddamn communist. That's, that's if you, all right. If you bet with someone with rollover. <laughs> <laughs> that's gotta be a thing. That's a t-shirt. A You're a communist. He's gonna. He's now. Commission's gotta make T-shirts. It's he's communists. Gonna, if you if you <laughs> that was someone over. with co- with rollover. You're a communist. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Um, uh, if you want if you want that T-shirt designer, if you want him to make it or or play some action, which either either or, uh, I uh-huh. would text nine five one eight seven eight nine four one one or hit him up on Twitter at bet commish. Yeah, buddy. Yes. Uh, maybe we can maybe we can throw out a special here toward the end of the episode. We did we did this once, and then somebody just like somehow like knew the exact <clears throat> time frame and scrolled to the seven minute mark and got the code word. So now we're gonna dig it. We're gonna bury it. I think some code like they've got to be a coder, you know. So they they wrote some algorithm or something to just 
listen to all the podcasts so on they, Spotify. So and they downloaded. The they probably words. downloaded it and then put it into like a transcriber. Yeah, there you go. Like it, like it just listens and transcribes the whole thing, and they're like, "Oh, here it is, dumbass, boom." Ah, uh, there you go. I would assume that or it's a robot. Could have been a robot. Could have been a robot. Could have been a robot hitting the casino. But robot robots wouldn't even use rollover because they're not that dumb. Mm-hmm. Nope. Or the casino. Or the casino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Go ahead, Christ. you idiots. Idiots. Casino it up, suckers. Keep going. It's <laughs> love how he's so open about it. Yeah. It's like oh, he's boy. literally warning you. He's like, I can turn this off if you want. No, no, please keep going. <laughs> no. Do you are you able to take fifty more of my dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's it's commission has cared about like his his the people he books more than like half my family, so <laughs> Yes, chances dad, I will open the casino. <laughs> oh it's Christ. Like, I, I, he's like I did. wouldn't he's like he's the one making money. He's like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that if I were you, but okay. Honestly, Mr. Chance. It's reverse psychology. Maybe it's plan. reverse psychology. Hey, that's hey. That's what he went to school that for. That or it's gambling addiction. Who knows? Pretty sure he's got a bachelor's in reverse psychology. Ooh, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you actually <laughs> what? You just automatically get one if you don't go to college you don't for four try. years. <laughs> <laughs> it's reverse psychology. You want to go to college, don't you? So congratulations, mm-hmm. you're a bookie. <laughs> I like it. That's good. Oh shit! All right, all right. We got some hockey. We, we got to talk yeah, we got about into hockey. We're, we're almost ten minutes in. We haven't even said anything about hockey yet. Hockey. Yes. There you go. Ten ten minutes. All right. So, uh, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you are the 2020 Stanley Cup champions. Uh, I'm going to be the first to say here. I know there's been since the cup has been awarded. There's been a lot of debate about how, how are we going to look at this series, like or this this cup. Uh-huh. Is it is it going to have an asterisk? Is it going to be looked at like, you know, the the half year we had when the lockout happened? How, how are we going to look at this? And I, I like 90% fall in the camp of not only does this cup not have an a- – if this cup has an asterisk, it should be because it was the hardest cup to win, not the easiest. <clears throat> like, it's not – you don't – an asterisk implies to me, like, there were – like – I don't know. It depends on what you mean by asterisks. Like when you say put an asterisk next to Barry Bonds' name, like okay, that makes sense. Barry Bonds was playing baseball when there were no black people. Um, well, Barry Bonds was also started his career at like a hundred and thirty pounds, soaking wet. Yeah, or not and... Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I meant to say. I apologize. That didn't make <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that unfair. made no sense at all. Yeah, that, unfair skill, skin color. That made no sense. Yeah. Um, no, Babe Ruth. But, like, an asterisk normally implies, like, oh, they were doing drugs or something like that, like they, and yeah. this, they won butt kind of thing. They were banging trash cans uh, yes, in the outfield and ended up winning the championship. Sign language kind of thing, yeah. No, but they didn't, it, this one's going to be – this one, okay, maybe I'll take back not the hardest cup to win, but, but Doug, yeah. I mean, you can – okay, let's – you can immediately eliminate – Every cup before like 1980, because there was only okay. like eight teams. It was like your odds of That's winning fine. the Stanley Cup back then were pretty good. Yeah. Granted, back then you could buy a hockey team and win, 
But right. but your odds just on the surface, one and eight, you know, one even going back to the original six, one and six. Like that's pretty good. Now we have thirty one, soon to be thirty two teams. Odds are tough. Um this right. one had the most teams you had to climb over to get into the playoffs? For No, it had it had less teams that you had to climb over to get into the playoffs. No, because you had the preliminary round. Yeah, but you had what, seven less teams? Eight wait. Who does math? Oh, I guess yeah, tec- you had seven I less guess teams. Tampa technically didn't have to do that. That's fair. Right. Okay. But right. but some other teams did. I mean, true. Some other teams did. Um So you had to do that uh and then you had to do your normal normal stuff. You can some people the real soft PC people out there will say that oh the the mental anguish of of you know not being to see your family and having to live in a hotel by yourself. I mean, I don't know. I, I'd like your yeah. thoughts on that because I'm sure you saw that article that our old pal Wyshynski put out about how like eight or nine anonymous NHL players came out and said that it was it was real rough in there. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna start my opinion on this. Go one, for right? it. All right. Go for it. You take you take. Uh, the Sack up. Sack the fuck up. Oh my fucking Christ. No way, dude. This is something... If you, if they play juniors, but, but, they were away from their family for fucking much longer but, than this. But Taylor, they, could, they didn't get to go golfing like they were promised. What a fucking... I mean, <laughs> that, part, that part is pretty funny, reading the article. Like, this was pitched to us like it was going to be a spa. Really? Was it going to be a spa inside the bubble in fucking Edmonton? Right, like... In Toronto? Like, get out of your fucking... Get out of here. I you do, knew. I do appreciate, like... I, I do love the fact... Like, I think the... Toronto, like, the, apparently that one was a, was a little nicer. But the Edmonton one was, like, totally sold a bill of goods. Like, they were like, explore the mountains and go fly fishing in the mountains. Like, what? Are you going to take a three a six-hour drive from Edmonton to Banff? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, you can't even wipe your ass in Edmonton without taking a fucking COVID test. There are, there's fucking, uh, there, there are no mountains near Edmonton. It's fucking, just fucking <laughs> snow. Uh, yeah, I don't buy it. Um, my thing is, okay, okay, you know what? And it's funny because, like, even even some of the older NHL players are like, yeah, it's probably pretty tough. <laughs> like, really? You guys didn't see your families the whole year, pretty much. And like fuck, like yeah. What happens just, when you go on so a two week road trip? Like I just, I'm sorry. Like I just don't, oh, dude. Like exactly. Like some of these, some of these guys, like Tampa. Okay, you're. I mean, Tampa and Dallas. I, I can make a case for you because what we were, they were at two months. They were there at the longest but, one. In fact, in fact, I'm going to argue Dallas had the hardest because they were there the whole time and did and won nothing. Mm-hmm. At least, mm-hmm. at least, at least Tampa could say that. Like, all right, we went the distance. We had the hardest time of anyone except Dallas too. But at least we won. But at least we won it. Yeah, like, I don't feel bad for you guys at all. No. Um, but, yeah, I, I, for me, so I, I won't say it's the hardest cup that was ever won. Um, one of the things that I hear, that I've heard a lot is, um, and, and you could feel it as a fan, right, uh-huh. is there's no home ice advantage. No. Right? And that is such, that's such a difficult, that's such a dynamic part of the playoffs. And I think, you know, I think I think we... I think that's probably my only thing that I would say has an asterisk is that you 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 sure. know you don't have that you know that away feel and those kind of things. Yeah, uh, pretty but much. At the same time, it, it, but at the same time, it's the same exact argument for not having an asterisk because 
both teams had to go through it, right? right? And no crowds being there. I'm I'm sorry. Tuka Rask can go fuck fuck himself now. Now that we've learned more about his situation, um, you think he can like you know tuck it far enough? I think so. Okay, I think so. Yeah, probably. Um, okay. Or his vagina, you know, whichever. Or um, yeah. because he just couldn't take the mental anguish of not playing in front of a crowd. Like, oh god, that must be so terrible. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, you sent me that article, or ESPN, I think, is who... Was it Wyshynski that did the article? Uh, I don't know about the Tuka so, one. The the one that we're talking about with the with the, the anonymous models. players, that's Wyshynski and, em- yeah. and Emily Kaplan. That one, that one was just... That one, for me, and I do like Emily Kaplan. You, I do um, like Emily Kaplan, yeah. I, I, think, I think she just... Her editor probably made her do that one. Uh, Greg, you know, same story, but he probably did it for fun. Anyways... <laughs> he does it just there's, a fucking... There's no bias there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... You know, I know I know it's tough, but this is this is literally, like, these guys... I mean, think about even the guys like Kucherov, K- KHL stuff, right? Like, this is what you do. Like, you're going to tell me that, like, it was it was hard on me? Yeah, I get it. Like, it's... Uh, it's Put things it's in just, perspective, I don't bro. I don't buy Put it. Put things in perspective. Like, crap. oh, it was hard on you. Like, what's what's... Define hard on someone, okay? There's kids that do this in juniors every fucking day. Yeah. Anybody that goes to college is pretty much away from their parents for four years. Like, sh- sh- just come on, guys. No one like, gets to stay in fucking suites. And, oh, yeah, no, it's your yeah, fucking... There's, there's no way, dude. There was the prison yard where we had... Where there was only a Tim Hortons truck. Like, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> fucking free food. God, God damn. damn it. That's so rough. It's fucking tough. Um, I will say this is this is. I won't say it's the hardest one, but I will say it's the easiest one, right? No. I mean that's because that's what the other argument for the other asterisks is. Is it's, that and like, it's not. It's this not was the easiest. an easy one. No way. No, I mean you know this was this had so many different. You know, there's just there was so many different variables and stuff. Like you can't even you can't even look at it like that. I mean, you know, you could look at the freaking Kings, however many years ago, you know, pretty much sweeping. I think they did sweep it, right? Yeah. Didn't they go sixteen? 16 and 0 or something stupid. Some, I mean, there was I, think I mean, there was maybe one series they had 5, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, but I mean, you know, and 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 that's hard that's even hard to say that that was the easiest because, you know, they still had to fucking turn it on, right. but you know, uh there there's there's just no way. I mean, I think I, the only, I think I think in recent memory, like we're not going back to pre 1980 or whenever, you know, there was eight teams. Um I think the argument can be made for probably the lockout year was the easiest. Yeah. Like just in terms of like wear and tear on your body, kind of thing, right? Like you're you're only playing half a season, uh, you know you can you can you can put more of yourself into a game, less time to get injured. It's not necessarily a marathon this time; it's a sprint. Um, Yeah, I I would make an argument for that year. But that being said, I'm that like that's not me taking away from the Blackhawks winning that series because anyone will you talk to anyone the Blackhawks were the best team in the league that year. Right. Like, the Blackhawks were a dominant fucking force. Right. And I think, you know, against the people who say that this was an asterisk, this was an easy year, uh, we played 70 games. Yeah. Right? We we still played well over half a season. We had a, you know, preliminary round. Then we had our normal playoffs. I mean, you know, what, we missed six games? And, yeah, we had a break. Like, you know, okay. And And just don't get fat for those three months sure you know and what the i mean deserving like, team, and the deserving team won at the end of the day like tampa I think, I think tampa so was one of those teams that was expected to win the cup anyway dallas right. i think was a dark horse i don't think they were a favorite by any means and they definitely did upset the knights um yep 
but other than that, uh, I, I think it's it's a deserving thing. And even if Dallas did win the cup, I don't think too many people would bitch. They were still one of the top teams. Uh, they still beat a bunch of good teams. Yeah. Like I just come on, yeah. you just can't. I don't know. It happens. It there's upsets in hockey sometimes. Like it hap- I mean, let's look at the Blues last year. Yeah, Blues are the well, blue, Blues, blues are the were sh- hot going in, but well, sure. But I mean, they were at last place at the halfway point. True. And even even it's though true. they were hot going into the playoffs, they still weren't the favorites. True. So final round. How how do you feel about the refing chance? Did you think did you think that the refing was as bad as we've seen on Twitter and stuff like that? People just completely saying, you know, they had you know Macaulay and crew were just completely worthless. I, I think, think it was. Macaulay. I think here's the problem: is that we that refs no longer know what they're supposed to do and how to call a game because everybody it's it's not as black and white as everybody says every because there mm. is two camps like the, everybody who's how do i explain this the the best the top way the, the the first instinctual way to think about how refs should do it is call it by the book like if it's in the rule yeah. book call it right and that and on the surface sure that makes total sense but that's not how the game has been historically um, I mean, if we're going back, I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of the man named uh, uh, Scott Stevens. No, I don't know who that I is. I don't know if you know that this guy. I don't know if you've heard no. of him. No. Nope. Uh, well, a lot of people knew him and then forgot about him because of the brain trauma that they received from him. Yeah, Korea. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's uh, there's <sighs> hockey has always been a self policing game until recently and now there's a very refs don't know whether they're supposed to call it tight or police the game essentially like in the sense in the sense of just keep the peace like because uh, it used to be until probably 2010 refs called penalties when it was blatantly obvious like it was we never we never got angry at refs because when you got angry at refs it was because of a non-call you, True. you go, oh, that was a fucking trip. But it was one of those, eh, kind of, did he mean to do it kind of things. And the ref uses judgment of, like, okay, he didn't mean to do it. It was an accident. Then there was that, like, hyper backlash year, you know, in, like, the mid-teens of, like, okay, if it happens, even if he didn't mean to, the ref's not allowed to, like, interpret it, They call you call it. Even if they had absolutely no intention of doing whatever they did. Now we're in this era of, like, they don't know what to do. Like, in in playoff hockey, the unwritten rule is you kind of let things go. Yeah. Like, it's a more physical game. Like, I mean, the number of times that I've counted any time that you're setting up in the offensive zone and the defenseman cross-checks you in the back, like the lower back, like, I, that, that technically, if you're calling it by the rule book, those should be penalties, but they're not called. So... Yeah. What I'm what I'm I'm not saying it's I think the problem once again is inconsistency. I think people are frustrated with this like sometimes we're going to call, you know, uh, iffy penalties and then sometimes we're going to let things go. And I think if mm-hmm. they were just more consistent, like if they if they said we're going to make a broad interpretation of the rules like we used to and call it when it's blatantly obvious or like when it's needed, I think people would be okay with it. Or if they're like, nope, fuck this. We're going all the rule book. I don't, we're not letting anything slide. We're not letting them go. Then I think people would be bored, but also happy. 
the fact that there's just they can't do this middle ground anymore. And it's interesting because what the league wants to go to is more goals, right? So, like, yes. you would think, it, yeah, it slows down the game calling a penalty and shit, but you get a power play. Correct. Right? So, if, I mean, if one team is essentially on the power play all night, aren't we expecting, you know, 6-5 games, which is what the NHL wants? And this right? this op- opens up the topic between the new AG hockey fans that have been watching hockey for three years versus people who have played and watched it for the last 20 or 30 or, you know, whatever. Casual fans versus the majority of the fan base that actually like and follow hockey. Uh, The problem is that the uh, inevitable argument comes up of like, well, we need to limit injuries. And you're like, you're right. We do. Every time that we can. Like any opportunity that we can within reason while it's still keeping the game alive is still there. And I I even got in a Twitter argument about about it with somebody because they're like, oh, well, you know, we got to stop head injuries and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. He's like, well, we should just get rid of hitting altogether and the fighting because it adds to brain trauma. I'm like, I'm not disagreeing with you. But that being said, guys are going to sign up over and over and over again to make millions of dollars and play their favorite game, and they'll take the risks every time. Dude, you could could be skating and accidentally trip over the blue line hit your head and get a career ending concussion. Yep. Right? Yep. Like why 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 play the game or why, you know, it it just that that it's, point right there think, outlines to me that they, we had just That's the disconnect is they they believe that this is a problem in the game that needs to be fixed whereas we argue this is this is part of the game. Right. Like the the part of hockey is the inherent danger. Like yeah, that, it I, is we are the closest yeah. we are the closest thing to modern day to, to ancient gladiators. And the point of that is that there is an inherent risk to playing this game. It's dangerous. And that's part of the reason why we love it. Well, I, you know, it just it just falls back onto this. No one freaks out when you start fucking uh, 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 Donkey Kong donkey pounding somebody in the face in a UFC match. Right. It's like, oh, that's just UFC. Like, okay, well, this is just hockey. Yeah, I, it's just and and bless their souls, right? These are these are people who, sure, like you said, have shown up. People, but when when the hockey players aren't complaining, right? It, yeah. It, so back to the refing part. Yes, go go ahead. Right. Um, I you know it, you just you fall on this you fall on this sword, right? Because the second that you say it's up to the refs to interpret the rules. Based on what they see, which is what refing literally see, is. I would trust, right? like, Wes McCauley. Like, if if they went to Wes, and they're like, Wes, we want you to go back to 2008 hockey where it's your judgment call. I trust Wes's call. Right. Like, Wes is a good fucking ref. He has been there forever, and he knows what's a penalty. He knows those guys enough to the point where he knows that when they were trying it to was- actually fuck somebody... It was cheating, right? Right, when it's cheating or when there was a genuine accident. Right. And he knows when to make those calls. But you're right. But the problem is is that the refs are torn between two ways. And it's, and it's ironic because you did mention before that the league, wants to, the league wants more scoring, okay? Right. That's fine. Great. And they, but at the same time, so they've had to open up the ice a little bit for these faster, more skilled players because, again, back in 2004 – uh, small fast guys they didn't they didn't do that shit because if you did you were getting your head taken off well look at look at Tampa I mean two two of their you know top four centermen 
are under 5'10", oh, uh, right? Point, point this, and Johnson, right? I this mean, Tampa Bay team, I'll, I'll fall on this sword. I don't care. I, fight me about it, the world. This Tampa Bay team, if they, like, existed in 2004, I think they would be physically dominated. Yeah, they got smoked. They would have got they, this team would have been absolutely physically dominated and taken apart. Yeah, Stamkos well, would have. I mean, Kucherov would have been injured in Game Three. Johnson would have been injured in Game Five. Like they just they wouldn't have lasted because the rules weren't in place to protect these young, fast, skilled guys. Yeah, I for me the way that I look at it, and this you know we can we can. Like you said, I'll fall on this sword. The way I look at refing, right? There, there is a rule book, right? And we need to be looking at it. But there's really two questions that I asked myself when I was refing stuff, right? Yeah. Did it affect possession? Yes. Right. Yep. Did did what happened affect possession? Did was it intentional? Correct. Right. Did this guy just find a stick blade that ghosted him into his fucking right lace? And he tripped over the imaginary Golden Gate Bridge, right? Like, right, like you know. And and I think and I think you know the other the other point. So those are the two big things that I would ask myself. But the other big point for the refs are, what's their angle, right? I mean, you know, we we as fans we can look at it and we go, that was clearly a fucking dive, right? right. Or that was clearly just you know an unfortunate play. Well, if he is you know he's got two bodies in front of him and all he sees is a stick that takes a guy down hard into the boards i mean come on like you know they're 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 human right there's only so much that they can do um i think one thing just from the finals that i'd like to see them do more um which they and and to your point they i feel like they used to do more um they don't talk about it as much right they basically like you know west like you were saying west mccauley makes a call uh the other you know the other refs the other linesmen they're, they're, they don't get together very often and, and kind of, you know, because I don't, I don't think they wanted to be wrong initially, right? They want to back up that person and say, right. this was a penalty because you called it initially, right? And I think, I think that's something that they can look into. But, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think it was so poorly like, ref. Let me, let, me, uh, let, me, yeah. let me give you an example here, and I'm actually going to have a really hot take on this one. The, the, uh, Ooh, sizzling. The, the cup check from Corey Perry. Oh yeah, that's a fucking game. So okay, <laughs> I love Perry, okay. but that's a fucking I'm not, game. This is dude. this is. I'm not gonna take away anything. So the, the controversial thing was not Corey Perry got a penalty. So deserved. Everything like that. I hate that shit. I still in my mind to this day remember the last time that the Red Wings played the Bruins in the in the first round, and Milan Lukic came up and literally lifted Justin Ablocator off the ice. I remember that from yeah. a crotch lift, and he did not get called. So I'm not. I'm not defending Corey Perry. That is not it. But what what was very controversial and what blew up on Twitter was that everybody got angry at the embellishment penalty on who was it? Kucherov. Uh, who was it? I want to say. I want to say point. I want to say point right. too. In, in any case, the the embellishment penalty on the Tampa Bay player. I does hit, get hit in the nuts hurt? Yes. I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm not saying that he faked it. I'm sure it did hurt. But the call of embellishment, I, what, I think what he would have avoided that if he didn't immediately trap Perry's stick. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it was, I mean, even after Perry let, let go, Perry's stick was still stuck in his crotch because he turtled in and 
ensured that the ref knew that he just got hit in the nuts. Right. And I think that was the stemming of the call. And the only reason that I, and this is my example with it, it's when someone, like a high sticking penalty and when players throw their head back as hard as they can, like they just got uppercutted. I'm not saying that they didn't get hit in the face and they might even bleed. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking away from the high stick. Yes, they did that. But you have sometimes, especially nowadays, players oversell it so that the refs actually see it. Yeah. And I think that's where the embellishment came from. That's, that's where I, I'm, that might be my hot take, but I, I think I'm going to say he did deserve the embellishment. That's my hot take on it. I know I'm not saying that he didn't get hurt. It's, it's again, my example of the high sticking. Like, if you get high sticked in the nose, like, yes, it fucking hurts. Like, you got hit, but you literally, but when they throw their head back, like they just took a bullet to the dome. So, it's funny because I ha- I actually have the same point as you. Oh, okay, uh, cool. And it was, it was, it was Braden Point. Okay, cool. Um, it was Braden Point. Uh, I mean, Braden, my- he did, he did, he did get cup checked, but he... Oh, he got cup checked, he got cup checked hard, hard. dude. I mean, he but got fucking... he did everything he could to sell it, too. Yeah, so, what people that haven't played the game don't understand, right? Um, where, it, it, it I love Perry, and and Perry is the biggest diver of all time. Oh, anyways. he's he, he's a fucking. He would have if if he if was Brad Marchand if was didn't point, exist in the league, he would be the rat. If if <laughs> come on, dude, don't talk about DJ like that. <laughs> that's that's Corey if, Perry's son. If he, I want my alimony check, mom. Right, mom wants her alimony. Uh-huh. Uh If the if the roles were reversed. Right, if Point were to cup check Corey Perry, yep. Corey Perry is doing the exact same thing. He's gonna go down. He's probably gonna get an embellishment penalty, and it's the exact same thing. Yep. So that's that's what that's what's funny to me. Yep. So, anyways, the other side of that is if you, I mean, you know, it's it's easy in the moment, right? It looked and it was like Jesus. He took his the, fucking nutsack the off. The only exception right? that I will I will accept in this, I will I will eat all of my words and retract everything if someone can tell me that Point was not wearing a cup. Uh, and if, and that, if he was that not, I would agree with. If he was not, then I retract everything that I said, and it was genuine pain, and he retracted into himself, and the stick got caught in his no, crotch no, 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 because no, 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 he no. literally he physically could not move. Uh, so so watching him after he goes down, yep, fairly easily. Yep, it, he was wearing a cup, uh, and that's my point, right? Oh, so if he's Perry's wearing a cup, stick. then I then then yes, he saw. I'm sure it still hurt like a motherfucker. Oh. It, it's not going to feel comfortable. No, it's but Corey's blade probably hit his the tip of the cup. Yep. And Point is trained as a smaller guy, and it's the playoffs that he's going to go down. Right. right? Oh, you we, feel you a stick between your this. legs, you're going to go down. Yeah. We, I've um, been doing. I've been drawing penalties my whole fucking hockey career. That was that I've was been, why I was sent been, out there. And I've been cup checking people my entire career. So. <laughs> You know, oh yeah! I mean, it's just the way play, it goes. When you play defense, you your your number of cup checks definitely goes up. Oh man, I there's there's a couple where you know, looking back, um, guys probably should have two handed me in the fucking skull. You I know miss what I playing mean? defense so much. I, you get you can get away with so much shit when you're a defenseman. Oh, mm-hmm. um, but but complaining about the embellishment penalty, and here here's how here's and, and this is. I'm not going to say hot take because you say hot take all the time and it's, you know, it's, it's a hot spicy take. take. 
the way he gets up, so he goes down, he grabs the stick, you know, I'm sure it didn't feel good. He's turtle. You know He's turtling. Hurt. You know what probably hurt the most? What? It's him actually falling onto the stick. Yeah. Right? Yep. That pushed uh, it up into his crotch. He pushed it up. It might have caught his right nut or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, for me, he looks square at the ref. He knows exactly where the ref is. Yep. That's embellishment, right? I yep. mean, he's, he's not worried he, about the pain. He's looking at the ref, making sure that the ref saw it. Yeah, he's he's selling that call. He looks and that's directly up at the ref, and that is embellishment. So that's I, embellishment. I have, I have no problem with this. Does is this is this fucked up by Perry? Oh yeah, by yeah, by no, a no, shot. absolutely. And he deserves a penalty. Could, we're not taking away from Pe- Perry's penalty at all. And and I think I think he should have probably in argument. my in my eyes, if you cup check somebody, you get caught. You should probably get a double minor. I that's, think a double minor, and I think I think the league probably should have looked at. It. I mean, that's 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 it is intent to injure, right? I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, we're we're looking at this, and it, it you know it didn't happen, but it, we're looking at it, and it is intent to injure, right? And right. so, uh, should Perry have gotten? Yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm fine with a double minor. Maybe his sack was bleeding, and uh, you know he could have got a double minor Test, out of it. But testicular torsion, <laughs> testicular torture is the new tripping. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you know, for me, yes, embellishment. Oh yeah, all day. I could I could easily say that's embellishment, and that's just plain hockey. I mean, you just you, I mean. If I'm, I was a small guy. You know, we were small guys, and right. we know what we're doing. Come right. on, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I got up and after getting tripped multiple times, and I, you know, spread my arms as far as they could reach and looked straight at the ref and said, "Are you fucking blind?" You know what I mean? Like it's just you gotta fucking sell it. Yeah. Um, no, it's and and seeing that's what's the the and that's what all of this loops back to the change in refing. Because back in the day, like, if, if the ref saw that and goes, like, oh, that's a cup check, that's definitely a penalty. Like, that would have been 100%. Actually, I don't know. Back in the day, maybe that wouldn't have been called. Yeah. That would uh, have, but, well, but, but, it, but I'm going to argue it probably wouldn't have been called back in the day, but it would have been policed, though. Like, if he would have been done that, point one, there would have been no penalty on the call. Point would have remembered it. They would have went to Pat Maroon, and then Pat Maroon would have found Corey Perry and beaten the fuck out of him. Oh, yeah. And that's how it would have been back in the day, and that's how the game regulated itself. Right. And so, so my, I'm arguing yeah. that's what the problem that the NHL has, too, is that they, I think they grossly underestimate what casual fans want from the sport. Like, Wells, I think, I think Wells anytime, good... anytime you walk up to somebody who knows little to nothing about hockey, but they want to, like, pretend that they, like, are your friend or and, like, they're interested in what you do. Like, you go up to them and you say, yeah, I play hockey. What is it 99 times out of 100, what do they say to you? How did the goalies play? No. <laughs> <laughs> what was... What? I love the goaltending. I love going to the yeah. games and watching the goaltending. It's just a one-zero so... game is literally <laughs> the sexiest no. thing. They and and you'll you'll start shaking your head as soon as they say it. They, they say, "Oh, I love the fights." Right. And as a hockey fan who love as a hockey player and fan who loves fighting, we right. fucking hate when you say this because right. there's more to the game than fighting. Right. Like it's 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 a crucial part of it. It's part of the game's identity. But it's not all of it. So then, where are we getting these Twitter heroes that are saying that there's, you know, this was essentially murder and point 
diving and, and trying to sell it to the refs is an embellishment. Like, where are we? I mean, like, I want the game to grow, but do we and need honest, those, do it's we a, need those it's people? A small, it's a small group. It's a small group right. of, like, it, right. it's Greg Wyshynski's who don't, they, they come from a different world and they're trying to implement, like, their life onto the game. Like, you're trying to take, like, a PC culture that works for, like, a chat room or, you know, your, you know, your, your after school group meeting or something like that and trying to apply it to the game of hockey where you've never played before. You've never been in a locker room. You don't understand the culture of the sport. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, and it's like an Ameri- it's like an American going overseas and then getting angry at them because they don't speak English. <laughs> it's like me. It's, well, it's like me going over to Europe and trying to tell them how to ref soccer games. Like, uh, exactly. Like, that's exact. That's exactly what it is. Like, and yeah. you've got people who don't understand the game. Anybody who's played the game, been in the culture, grew up in a locker room, or just been around like a hockey family. That's that's the game. Like you you understand it. It's a part of it. There's a code and there's some honor to it, yeah. and they just don't they just don't understand it. Yeah, they, I uh, they won't you know, and they won't get it because they find it barbaric. You know what? Fuck them. We don't need them anyways. Yeah. Go in, in go the, watch uh, basketball. I, or I, I don't. In the words yeah. of the coach from Goon, this is not fucking baseball. Is that Mar- Maroon said that? No, that's the coach from the movie Goon. Oh, I thought you remember said they're on the they're on the bus and they go six a.m. bag bag skate you pussies pussies yeah and this uh, is this is not <laughs> fucking baseball this is a fucking baseball um yeah Pat Maroon fucks though oh Pat Maroon yeah so let's let's segue into that. <laughs> Uh, Tampa gloriously took the cup back to Florida, and in standard Florida fashion, uh, they could give a fuck less about coronavirus. Uh, Tampa just won the Stanley Cup. It's time to fucking party. Uh, to be <laughs> to be fair, I mean they they could have they could have been overtly dicks and just like held a parade down Main Street. They did take some precautions by putting like the team in the cup like on the water, like they did True. a they did a waterway parade. For a little bit. For a little bit. Like, obviously it was going to... And then and then now Killorn has now pissed off pretty much everybody who is super uber concerned about coronavirus because he thanked the governor for opening the bars when they got back. I think he was joking, though. Did you watch it? Yeah. I think, I think it was a joke, but I, I mean, yeah, I think my people po- are fucking My point is, that going back, I'm going to fall on this sword until... Until the day I die, pretty much. God, you've fallen on a lot of swords. I dude. know. I, it's I'm clumsy. Uh, <laughs> Just stop. quit having so many swords around your Look, apartment. Th- this this is a pro- even if he was joking, then that's fine. If he was being serious, don't take him. Why are you taking the opinions of hockey players seriously? Like I just I, it's it's like you've never met a hockey player. Every 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 fucking locker room I've ever been in, there's been only maybe I could count on one hand maybe the number of guys that have been that I've been like guys really got it all together that that guy probably should be making like laws and policies maybe on one hand maybe thanks man (laughs) (laughs) oh no you and i should not be making fucking laws no no we are not we you and i are not in this fucking group oh fuck i know i know everything this world needs no there's nobody and not and, and in fact in fact every goalie that i've ever played with should be banned from 
ever, ever holding public office. Well, every goalie we've ever played with should probably be banned from any sort of <laughs> like elementary school. <laughs> 600 feet. 600 feet from any <laughs> playground. Goalies fucking are, weirdos. Every goalie I've ever had is just so fucking weird. I've only had one normal goalie, and unfortunately, life events fucked him up, and then he just became a normal goalie. The, 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 universe, <laughs> the universe was like, nope. Nope. You're gonna, if you're going to be a goalie, you're, you're going to be weird. <laughs> and... You, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it. You can't be a goalie and be normal. You fucking. Who do you think you are? Like, Jesus, man. Yeah. Like what? You're gonna go hang out and play beer pong with your friends, right? And not so, tell them some story so, about you, like. So this is my this is my point. Like when we when we go up to hockey players and ask for their opinions on very serious, important political issues that need thoughtful debate and and some of the smartest minds figuring it out why do we go to athletes not especially fucking hockey players especially drunk hockey players especially drunk podium drunk testosterone filled hockey players that Uh literally only care about drinking and getting laid at that exact moment uh you're gonna you're gonna judge them based upon like oh how dare he say that like yeah that's what they're gonna fucking say like it's now it just now, did they like? Okay, I I hate I hate to take yeah a the N- away from the them. NHL PP slapped them later on, but yeah, I mean I hate to take a parade away from them because that's what every hockey team in the history of hockey has done. Yeah, or at least had some sort of celebration. Um, but come on, like. Like, like, right? This is my this is my point. Is it should have been an all or nothing thing because that would have been that would have been the most horrible thing. I think I actually got in a Twitter argument about this too. Um, God damn, this, dude! This would have been the most. I know it's like my pastime. I guess you um, enjoy it. I think I no, I go on there for hockey news, but for some reason Twitter <laughs> the the Twitter algorithm is like, hey, do you want to see a post that will just infuriate you? Here you go. Hey. Hey, Chance, I see you have gotten into commenting things about other debates. Would you also like to have two hours of your life wasted on Twitter? I I see you like beer. How about we uh, throw up tweets about how people want celibacy and want to go back to uh, Prohibition? Well, fuck that! Bam, give me a drink! I'm fucking... This motherfucker! Oh, Morgan... Oh my god, the wifey's gotten on me multiple times about, and, I, and she doesn't, because she doesn't give a shit, and I'm like, look at what this motherfucker said on Twitter! <laughs> and she's like, okay, babe. Alright. Are you mixing water with your yeah. 32 ounce <laughs> vodka filled Mio drinks? <laughs> That's and not I'm the like, point! That's, you're, you're missing the point! <laughs> Braden Point dove and Perry's just trying to massage his nutsack. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes, I got it. I got it. Um, no, it, it, so this is my point on this: is it? What did you expect to happen? Did, do you honestly think that the NHL would do all, go through everything, and they would do all of this, and then they would award the Stanley? They were intent on awarding the Stanley Cup. They would award it, and then, like, as soon as the team gets to skate around the ice with it, they'd be like, yeah, by the way, you're not going to get this back. Uh, we can't risk you drawing a crowd. 
So then we're ju- we're just gonna hold on to this for you, and uh, yeah, you can look at pictures of it. Here's a picture. Here's a picture of you guys with the cup. Congratulations. Hey, good job, guys. Uh, we took all of the champagne out of your locker room. Right. Uh, we actually can't have any reporters in there still. So we're actually <laughs> actually this is this is actually a nightmare, and you're gonna stay here until the next season when we can award the cup again because we just can't risk anyone coming up to you and drawing a crowd. <laughs> so here's what's funny: now you guys can actually drive three hours and go hiking, and <laughs> and now you can play some golf, but you're still gonna get temperature. You're screened. never. You're gonna have to stay. <laughs> what? You're gonna have to stay. I could just picture. Um, I could just picture. I, I remember Leela from Futurama. Um, th- like they're like, you're gonna have to stay in Edmonton for another nine months, and then like Stamkos is like, it's a hundred times worse than anything I could imagine. <laughs> so I can't. I can't think of anything worse than staying in Edmonton for another day. God, I played one game. What'd you say? <laughs> what did he play? Two minutes and forty eight seconds. Yeah, something like that. I I played two plus minutes. And this place has been an absolute hell for me. I am not staying here one more goddamn second. I'm not staying here. I'm going to take this cup, and I'm going to go pass it to people who clearly have the coronavirus. Actually, did we invite the coronavirus ward from the nearest hospital? I'm going to beat Gary Bettman to death with this (laughs) motherfucker. He just takes it and starts two-handing, just beating him. Oh, yeah. Um. I. It, so this is. That's. I. I think I, we're being ridiculous about it. But that's my point on this. Is like short of doing something extreme like that. What is the NHL supposed to do? Send down. Send down black suited, like NHL goons, goons to like yeah. regulate the team and like make sure that. Wh- what are they supposed to do? I heard John Scott was at the parade. Okay. And he was suited up. And was supposed to be making sure that Kalorn didn't say anything about the governor, but uh, John Scott himself got shit-faced and just didn't do his job. <laughs> so, I think I, we have John Scott to blame. Right, and then at the end of the day, like, oh, how could he say that? Well, again, I, it, it comes back to, this This falls in the category of, this should, this this <laughs> definitely, if you're like, Chance, a hockey player just said this after winning the Stanley Cup, you're like, yeah, that that sounds about right. That sounds exactly like something a hockey player would say after winning. Wait, what'd you expect him to say after eighteen beers? Right, is he on a suppo- jet ski? Is like ever like they start the parade and then Killhorn just like, no, guys, wait, stop. We gotta we gotta stop this. Everybody leave. You can't be here. This is really bad for all of us. It's just Killorn. Yeah, it's just Killorn. Killorn's like, I don't wanna see another fucking jet ski during this parade, then ever again. Patty Maroon's just like, two in a row, two in a row, two just knocks row. him off the podium. Just fucking hits him in the face. <laughs> Patty Maroon's like, that didn't even hurt. The just whole cr- the whole crowd him. cheers after he gets punched. <laughs> and Maroon's so shit-faced, he's like, yeah! Pisses himself. Pisses himself, and he's like, chugs out of the cup for everyone! Take this fucker back to St. Louis! <laughs> God damn it. So yeah, that's um, I I it just no. Is it the greatest scenario in the world? No, of course not. But at the end of the day, I'm sitting here going like, uh, there's what did, oh, a the, what else did you expect if you're going to award a cup? It to Florida. To well, of course to Florida. Well, I mean, the other option was Dallas. So that wasn't that probably wouldn't be much better. 
Like we're talking. I mean, unless it was well, gonna- they would have had a hoe down. They would they would have had a hoe down instead of a fucking yeah. The only way armada that- of jet skis. And and there is a good point to be made. Like there was a lot of because for some reason Toronto fans because they hate everyone. Uh, they were one of the first to jump on this. Like, oh, how dare they have this crowd? And it's like, shut the fuck up. If Toronto won the cup this year, there would be goddamn every person outside of that fucking arena, and you know it. Yeah, but the thing with Toronto is we didn't have to worry about that. No, we didn't have to. Well, and we you probably know? won't ever have to worry about that. Yeah, that's true. God, I hate Toronto fans so much. That's true. So, I mean, how much is Patty Maroon just getting after it right He now? is in one. He's in five. <laughs> All at once, he just... He just uh, bumped, in the words, in the words of Mike Commodore, he's in one. Mm. How shit faced is Kami though, dude? Kami is perpetually shit faced. That's accurate. That is that him and him and Brett Hall need to be breast friends. Breast friends. Breast friends forever. Yeah, is that he, where you and see he the fucks. same breast as someone yeah, else? Yeah, he fucks. How? So okay, this will this will be a good. Okay, Tampa Parade, whatever, they, you know, we can track at least, you know, a thousand deaths from this parade. But well, and so, and so that was the question. Like, the, the, I think I think it was literally Sports Center, or not Sports Center, but like Hockey Central at noon. They put out a poll on Twitter. They're like, if, if you were in this position, would you drink out of the cup? And I'm sorry, I just, I can't, if, if I was 60 years old, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't, but I'm a 27-year-old guy. I will probably never see the Stanley Cup in person again. I'm not rich enough to, like, follow it around like some people do. I, Yeah, I'm going to drink out of the fucking cup because if I get coronavirus, I already had it, but if I do get it again or whatever, <laughs> the overwhelming statistics are I'm going to be just fine. Now I'm not. This is not me downplaying the virus. It's it's just statistics don't lie about the. I I hate that. I hate the rhetoric. Like the mass. Oh, mass work or not? I'm not. I I don't even care about that. What I care about is what the stats say. And the stats say that like 95 percent of the people who die from this are over the age of 65. So you're like, trying this, to tell this me this is a senior killer, and then half of them come from nursing homes, which is fucking a whole another issue. So you're telling me if Anthony Shirelli invited his grandma from Acorn Heights, then I would Heights, be very pissed. <laughs> then I would be very pissed. But it's not like they're it's not like they're it's not like they're inviting the entire resident uh, hall of Next Stop Heaven to, <laughs> to <laughs> from the, away from their bingo night. Right. That's it's, what pisses me. Like, off. Yeah. It's not like they broke in and they're like, yeah, fuck bingo night. It's here's the Stanley Cup. <laughs> Let's fucking do some shots out of it. Like, that's just not what happened. Can you imagine? Right. Now, and then they're like, well, those people could spread to their... And then those people are assholes. If you are... Like, I'm I'm not... I definitely... I'm one of those people... If I see a senior out in my travels, I'm masking up. Or at least I'm... Or at bare minimum, I'm keeping my distance from them. Even if they're one of the COVID deniers themselves, I'm, I'm not being that kind of person. But the vast majority of us, stats don't lie. We're gonna be just fine. And it's whatever Jesus wants. <laughs> he take <laughs> Jesus takes the jet ski. <laughs> oh shit. Uh yeah, Toronto fans, you never have to worry about this anymore. No, so you won't you know you guys don't need to worry up. about this. You Fine. can calm down. Uh just worry about re signing uh I don't know, re sign maybe uh uh, uh uh your hey, who's driving your Zamboni right now? Uh 
He might have an illustrious career. Correct, but he's over the age of 60, so he could That's easily fine. get it from the, you know, the cup. That's uh, fine. On a, on a side note, uh, my mother has drank it out of the cup. Okay. That, I mean, that's and amazing. it pisses me off to this day, and she doesn't deserve it, but, no. you know, that's just, that's, that's hashtag mommy problems. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? But, like... <laughs> hashtag mom problems. Little bitch. I was, I was going to, I was going to first grade the next day, and she came home, and, you know, shit hammered, and, uh, that's all she could talk about. You and, and you and Morgan are just having a rough day, like, what's wrong? It's like, I've got mom problems, she drank out of the cup when I was fucking in first grade i got my problems son i feel bad for you but mom like, drinking out of the cup ain't one right i was gonna say gr- gr- girls got daddy problems and we got mommy problems yeah uh another side note yeah i think pete blackburn is kind of becoming greg wishkinski 2.0 for me do you do you know who that is he's getting there yeah i know who he is <sighs> He's right, getting look, there. A lot of them I just jumping, to say that. A lot of them jumping me. up on their high horses and thinking that uh-huh. they're all of the all of this new, you know, social stuff that's popped up. They think that seeing this is God, as as a journalist, and I don't mean like an amateur, like it's my job. As a journalist, I hate the self-entitlement of people in my profession. Mm. When they they think that, you know, that that ever since those two dickheads not dickheads they were good guys but the guys who uh uh, exposed uh nixon during watergate ever since then every journalist has always fucking thought that it's our moral obligation to expose corruption and fucking be moral beacons of society and it's and it it, all it does is 99 times (laughs) out of 100 it just turns into them on a fucking soapbox and it's just annoying did we just bring a Watergate on the podcast? Yeah, that's pretty solid. Is, I mean, it's hard to get there, but we did it. Yeah, I know. We're getting off topic. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, so, segue into that. Pat yep. Maroon fucking everything in sight. Um, he is set to become a free agent. Does, I mean, are, is he one of the higher free agents based on winning last Patty? year with a team? He oh, went Patty to Tampa. Patty he went signed. to... Well, he went to Tampa and he wins another cup. Like, our team's going to sign him just on the fact he's, that he might be a Justin Williams. He's a oh he's no, a, no no he's no, a no. You're cup guy. Poor, okay. No, very very poor comparison. Where he is the mm. next he's the next Chris Kunitz. Mmm. That's that still feels like very far. <laughs> he is he is the next Chris Kunitz. He's not mm. Justin Williams. That's that's two okay. different. Justin Williams is actually a good hockey player. Um, uh, I could argue that Chris Kunitz was still a good hockey player. Chris Kunitz, he's closer to Patty Maroon than he is Justin Williams. Justin Williams is an actual, like, good veteran hockey player that, like, goes around and, like, helps teams out. He was kind of like the Vanek, Vanek for a little while. Yeah. But more successful. So, but, I mean, isn't that someone in your locker room that you want? Oh yeah! You know, oh like, no! Oh no! I mean, I'm not taking I mean, away from it. It's just they bring two separate things. Like I, I Chris Kunitz, yeah. Kunitz and and Maroon are fourth line grinders, whereas Justin Williams is a power play specialist. Like you, you put him I out. I wouldn't say Kunitz is a fourth line grinder. Yeah, I would. He played with Crosby for yeah. many many years. Yeah. Okay. Let's go down the list of no names that have flanked Sidney Crosby. Jake Gensel. That's not no. That's not what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. Okay, Connor Sheary. 
so so Con- someone, Crosby someone made that- Connor Sheary like a thirty goal scorer one year. I'll I'll make your point for you, Pascal Dupuis. Thank you. Um, he could you're welcome. Crosby couldn't make Alex Galchenyuk good. Uh, granted, nobody can. Nobody can. Come on. <laughs> you could you could literally put Galchenyuk one on zero. <laughs> Galchenyuk couldn't even let himself. Oh, what a what wasn't he picked like third overall or something? He actually had like a thirty. I, I don't want to say 40-goal season because then I'll look like an absolute turd. Right. But I'm pretty sure he had at least I think he one 30-goal season, season. Yeah, if, if not uh, two. Right. When he was – he had one 30-goal season. Good job, Taylor. Uh, the other one's 20. He's more of a 20-goal scorer. But, so, great. He's Thomas Tatar. Excellent. That's where the, the league is just busting at the seams for some Thomas Tatars. He was number three, but you want to hear the two that went above him? Is he more successful than these two? Okay, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to start with number two because I think number one's Build fucking suspense. hilarious. Build suspense. Go for it. Uh, number two is Ryan Murray of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, Murray didn't pan out at all. He's just kind of a two-way D guy, you know, he just kind of showed up. Uh, number one. Let me know if you remember this fucking name. Okay. That's how that's how bad this is. Ooh. Uh Nail Yakupov. Yeah, Yakupov. His Oof. name is, He's he's part of trade discussions up in Edmonton right now, isn't he? He's uh, Dude, I'm well, maybe from their ECHL team. I don't think Oh, don't not think Yakupov. Maybe is another It's it's the other strange sounding name up there that they're trying to the other one. Oh, Anthony Sinu? No, 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 no. It's 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 not Yakupov. It's the other Pulleyarvi. Mm-hmm. Pulleyarvi mm-hmm. is his. He's he's talking about being traded because he was another one of those high draft picks. So, but he's actually good. So he went over to I think it was the Swedish league and and put up close to a point per game, which is is okay over there. So yeah. he's more of a second line guy. But dude, Nail Yakupov, hundred and thirty six points in three hundred and fifty games is the number one pick. He was trash. I wonder what happened. Garbage. Uh, let me tell you. Let me. Mm-hmm. Let, you know what? I'm gonna go to a, a gentleman named. I think he did end up playing some with. Uh, he bounced around for a little bit. Is he? Oh, he's, he's, out of he's in, now, right. No, he's in the KHL. He put up. Uh, he put up 20 points in 46 games in the KHL last year. Jesus, he's not even doing good over there. Yuck! He went to the Blues in six 2016 mm-hmm. after the Oilers were like, "You're fucking trash." Right. Uh, he put up nine points in 40 games and Jesus. then went to the Avalanche as his last fucking hurrah wonder, and put up 16 points in 58 games. I wonder what his deal was. The, uh, this this draft was interesting. This was a... I think this was pre-data... It's like the worst anal- draft. I think it was what pre-data was, was, analytics if, draft. If you have that draft up, can you tell me who the Red Wings pick was that year? Uh, Red Wings pick that year was... Fuck, they might not have had it first. Hold on. I Oh, was it that far back? Yeah, this was the 2012 draft. Oh, it's yeah, oh yeah, they did they definitely didn't have a first round pick. Uh so just to name a, a few names who have been successful. Ken Holland after. was trying Ken, Ken Holland was selling our future for mediocrity at that time. Yeah, yeah, he was absolutely dumping fools. Mm-hmm. Uh so a couple names after that that you probably still recognize listeners. Uh Toronto at 5 Morgan Riley. Okay. Uh, Anaheim at six, Hampus Lindholm. Yeah. Minnesota, Matt Dumba at seven. Okay. 
Uh, Jacob Truba at nine. Okay. Philip Forsberg at eleven. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Tom Wilson's in there. Tara Vinen's in there. I mean, it really wasn't a great draft, uh, but it you know taken. taken you said Tara Vinen. You said Tara Vinen. It reminded me. Uh, guess who's uh, burning his Tarasenko jersey right now? Oh no! Yeah, he's 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 totally over Sanko. Like he wants oh, he wants no. Sanko off the team. Oh, dude, we'll take him in Anaheim. Uh, that guy is f- so fucking injury prone. <laughs> that guy has literally—I don't think he's played more than twenty games in the last two years. Yeah, uh, I'll take him as a second liner. Fair enough. I was gonna say it would—it would improve the Red Wings and the Ducks for sure, but. Oh yeah. Well, what do you? What do you? Uh, this is completely off topic, but Good. quit giving my sh- team shit on Twitter. <laughs> You fuck. <laughs> Trying to have a meaningful conversation with uh, some somebody that talks ducks with me occasionally. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And you just chime in and say, it's you know, is there anybody on the ducks besides Gibson? You know what? I can't. Is Paul Korea still on the team? Yes. <laughs> uh, he's playing with Scott Stevens. Okay. Ironically. Yep, yep. Uh, no, ducks are going to be bad again Timu this year. Solani. They, yeah, Solani's still there. Yep. Uh, actually, uh, uh, Babcock's behind the bench still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're going to win the cup this year. Uh, they're bringing Perry back. I I thought so. Uh, (laughs) quit giving my team shit. (laughs) Especially on open public communication. I have to. I'm at a point where I can talk so much shit because if somebody gives it back, like, well, the Red Wings sucks. Like, yeah, they're horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I have no shame. It's so you guys people... are you guys are Toronto 2.0 at this point, right? You just yeah. accept the fact that you're you're bad. Yeah. How could how could a man with twenty million dollars understand a man with twenty? It's just no. There's just no way. You don't you don't get it. We could I could throw as much crap as I want because there's literally no one worse than us. So <laughs> hashtag seventeen wins. Hashtag pick number four. Ooh. <laughs> so let's get into Ow. the draft. Okay, we can do that. Let's get into the draft. Um. So you and I, before we started the recording right now, we were talking, uh, uh, there, there was, there's some clickbait running around that, uh, the New York Rangers might get rid of the first round pick to upgrade uh-huh. for immediate talent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to which I reply is absolute horseshit. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you believe any of that, I've got some land in Florida I'd like to sell you. Uh, right next to the parade. Right next to the fucking Stanley Cup parade. Um, yeah, there's, there's, we'll just put that down and then we'll move on. But there is absolutely zero chance that the New York Rangers trade the first round pick. And even if they don't, there's absolutely zero chance they pick anyone other than Alexi Lafreniere. Yeah. Alexi Lafreniere has been rated the, arguably the best player since McDavid was drafted. And I don't give a shit, like, oh, well, it's Quebecers, they don't, you know, they don't do well outside of Canadian market. No, I'm not, I'm not buying any of it. No. He is the best player, he is the best prospect, he's going number one. That is, don't even, if you're making, if you're doing mock drafts right now, it's, Alexi Lafreniere is going to New York. He's, he's a Ranger already, you might as well just buy the jersey. Well, people doing mock drafts right now, like, I've seen some of them where they don't even put the number one pick. Yeah, because, because they just they, they know what it's going to be. Because it's, it's going to be Alexi Lafreniere, right? And then even and even number two is 
like 99% positive. Mm. That I disagree on. Oh, really? Well, only because I've literally, like, the last week have only stared at mock drafts because... <sighs> okay, it, but... All right, maybe I'll knock it down a bit for you just to make you happy. It's like 90% sure. I'll say just, you know, me being a complete data guy and, you know, reading sometimes. Uh, I'd say 70-30. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, um, just tell me who you think is 90 to 10 and then I'll tell you who I think is 70 to 30. Well, we're talking about the same guy, aren't we? So Quentin Byfield yeah. is probably the seventy percent. Yeah, it's Quentin Byfield. It's going to be but Quentin Byfield. There's there is plenty of mock drafts on like some some it's, fairly reliable it's, it's sources not, where Tim L A has got two. the second pick, right? L A has number two. Then it's then it's done. L A needs firepower up front. It's a perfect match. Well, and, and but Stutzel does that, and I think Stutzel Stutzel is more ready. It just really depends on all these mock drafts. It just depends when LA and their fans and people who like LA think that they're going to be ready to compete again. Okay, so for the sake of argument, let, can we agree that it's it's either going to it's going to be one of those two? It's Stutzel or Quinton. Yeah, the top three is set. I okay. mean, it's either going to be Byfield, so Stutzel, the, so then or... Let's, then, let's, then let's move past that. Let's get to... Okay. Let's get... Number four is where things get interesting because the, the field is very open. Right. Um, there, there's, there's literally... The Red Wings could go in multiple different directions with this pick. Um, right, right when they got fourth pick, the immediate right out of the gate favorite was Raymond. Mm-hmm. Now... We're all over the map. Yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing Perfetti rumors. I'm hearing uh, uh, what's the goalie that was originally projected? Askarov. I'm hearing that. I'm hearing Sanderson. Uh, Yuck! I here's. Oof. Okay, I got a hot. I I don't think it's. I don't think hate Sanderson. I don't think it's going to be Sanderson. Even if you thought he was good, I I don't think it's Sanderson because Detroit's not going to draft two defensemen in a row. No, nope, they, they, they won't. They've got they've got their future defenseman. Uh, fucking Cider's the real deal. How like, about how about Marco Rossi? What do you think about Rossi? I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I, there's there's really no in my mind. In my mind, if they don't pick up, I'm in that camp of now. See, they're going they're going to fix it through free agency. They're going to fix their goaltender situation through free agency. They, they will. There's this they, year they have. They, they, there's too many options. Yeah, they, they announced this. They announced recently that Jimmy Howard's not coming back. And I'm as as someone who has given a lot of shit to Jimmy Howard. It's mostly through injury. It's I've never doubted Jimmy has dealt with some really shitty defensive teams. Yeah. Uh, his entire career and he's struggled with hip injuries and uh, but when he's played well the guy's a three-time all-star there's a reason i mean okay i'm gonna say two-time because that last one that he was an all-star doesn't count um that was that one year that was that one year that every team had to have somebody yeah remember it wasn't last year because last year was bertuzzi but nice yeah, or this year was Bertuzzi, but the year before that was Jimmy Howard, and that made no sense because Jimmy Howard wasn't putting up any spectacular numbers. But the NHL refuses to actually make an all-star team out of, you know, all-stars. Um, they have to have somebody from every team, so the fan base is minorly interested. Um, he's, he's fine. 
in any case, I, don't, I won't go down a rabbit hole on Jimmy Howard. Uh, if they didn't fix their goalie problem through free agency, which they will, I would I would say Askarov. But they're but they will. They're they're gonna get. There's there's so many goaltender options right now in free agency. Here's the only thing for them though. Okay. The only thing that they have going for them on a goalie market. So a goalie market is interesting because a goalie wants a team that they don't have to absolutely get fucking smoked every game. Yep. Right. And I think that's the only negative to them even touching on. You think they get Markstrom? Markstrom is definitely a big name. Um, Yeah, but do you think it it fits? I think think it does fit for them. Um, And and I'll tell you, and I'll just get into it now. Uh, The only reason I think Markstrom would ever even consider going to the Red Wings at the position that they're at right now is Iserman. Yep. There's that he's he literally his name what he's done for Tampa. Um, the only reason that anybody wants to go to Detroit right now, especially a goalie, that is literally the position that you have. You will if you're a bottom dweller will have a hard time bringing a goalie into. Is your GM is Steve Eiserman? Trust in right? the Eiser plan. Exactly. So I I think I think they do have a shot at some of these goalies. I think they have a shot at. Uh, Markstrom, I think they need to be anything. I think they need to be putting Leonard on a pedestal. Um, I, I think you know uh, Holtby is an option for him, uh, but it, there's there's other teams that need goalies and are closer to winning than Detroit. And so I you know I think I think this is a pick. Uh, is Askarov the right pick at four? Maybe not. Just but but I'm saying the same thing about. Uh, the Red ducks Wings, at the Red six. Wings don't have goalies in the wings, though, and that's the problem. And that that is we the don't problem. have developing goalies. Uh, we've got. I mean, right now, all we've got is Jonathan Bernier. And to be yeah. fair, he played quite well for a team that only had seventeen. He's wins. not Askarov. He's, he's not, not no, a no. He's not Askarov. He's he's not Vasilevsky. He's not fucking Shesterkin on the Rangers. No. He's not you know any of those top prospects. He's not Carter Hart. Um, he's not any of those top prospect goalies, and he never will be. And he'll be. But the Red he's Wings, a filler. The Red Wings are getting to the point now where they're they're they can't get any lower. The only the only way, the only way is up now. And this is going to be you you're, you hit it right on the head because of Iserman. This is a very exciting team that that might garner some prospects because they want to be a part of the future. Like they they've seen what Iserman can build. And he's already doing it. He's already making moves. Fab Fabry is an absolute steal. That was yeah. an absolutely fantastic ad. And I think this team Eiserman's anyway, I won't get too bitch on the Red Wings. I, I think number yeah. four in my I, mind in my mind, Perfetti is the best fit. Yeah, I think I and, and with the only with a close second with Raymond behind that. I agree. Very and, close. And Very the th- close. The thing with me between those two is Perfetti is already a center, so if they feel like Valeno is not a center, uh, I don't even know if Joe can... Valeno will play this this next season. Well, but yeah, but that's all I'm saying is like taking that chance on a center that can be a wing if Valeno actually You're right. yeah, ends up fair. being a center. I mean, that's pretty solid. The only, um, the only guys they're bringing up from Grand Rapids that will probably definitely get playing time are... Uh, Zadina and Mo Cider. Those those guys are like definite on the roster. Everybody else, you, I would say, goes back and forth. You don't think Joe is coming up, huh? It's 
I Rasmussen? He, they might give it uh, Rasmussen because of injuries, maybe. Mm. Uh, it's it's not that he, it's not that Valeno's not good. It's I I think they just want him to lead. The, I don't know. Maybe they want the him HL to. Team. The Red Wings are so all about, and it, it angers me that they want to cook their players in. Like some people use the their AHL programs as just like these are our unwanted toys, mm-hmm. and then some of them use them as development programs, and both have their positives and negatives. It's it's just infuriating to watch the Red Wings use theirs as a development program because you've got all these great players that you want to see play in the NHL and they refuse to because they want them to develop more. So, question for you: Is a third line role on the big league club better than a first line role on the AHL club? In my opinion, yes. Same. What the what the Red Wings are going to do though? They'll probably want Joe Valeno to be captain of the Grand Rapids Griffins and have one more season down there because. Iserman might keep him away from the tire fire that is the team. That's that's what the Ducks are going to do with Zegris. Um, and and I, I you know I it upsets I, I me. I think that's it. the wrong move. I think I I believe Joe Valeno should play, but I don't think he will. Yeah, I yep. Same thing with Zegris. Yeah, same thing. Um, I I'm with you. I actually I actually think Perfetti's the better move there. I agree. Uh, Raymond is strictly a winger. He is not a center. Mm-hmm. Never will be, and I think I think if you're Detroit, you have to. I mean, we know, right? We've talked about so, it multiple times. Centers in the centers and D in the draft, winger if that's the best player available. So in Ottawa, so Ottawa's got the pick before and after Detroit. Yeah. Say that. So they're either going to have Quinton or they're going to have Stutzel. Stutzel. So they're going to have one of those. Does that affect? Does that affect your next pick? So like, what uh, Byfield is? He's a wing, right? He's center. He's center. Okay, and then it's I and the other one's a wing, right? Yes, that's all it is. Gotcha. Okay, so do you think that so based on so like if they get Byfield, then do you think they go Raymond if he's available at five? Because they they go like center wing instead of two centers or two wings. If I'm if I'm yeah. Ottawa at five, yeah. So say um, well in this in this in our mock draft, say Detroit takes Perfetti. Detroit takes Perfetti. Um, and, and I'm Ottawa at five. And at three, we took and so we're Ottawa right now. At three, we've already taken Byfield. Detroit just took Perfetti. What do we do? So Ottawa is tricky at five. Um, and, and and being being a Ducks fan at six, it makes it even trickier because yep. I you know I don't know who I'm going to pick at six if I'm a Ducks. It's I mean six through ten, I think is is pretty safe pretty it doesn't really the, matter who you take much, they're gonna all be the same in my opinion as long as you guys don't pick askarov you're you you pick correct we, if you uh, pick askarov you have wasted your pick actually here's here's my here's my take on this if we don't if we don't take askarov or sanderson i don't think jake sanderson jake sanderson is a in my eyes he's a his his highest ceiling he can ever hit is maybe a two really? And he ha- he and, oh yeah he's not a he's not a one two he's at best I think he's a top four okay um, I think he's I think he's pretty good I think he's still a top ten guy but he's not he's not a top he's two a lower or three. ten guy yeah he's he's definitely not a two or three he's your eight nine like ten. a lot of people he's an eight nine ten right I mean he's just if you need a left shot defenseman at at eight nine ten eleven twelve uh, your second by all play means unit. take him. Right, exactly. Second power play unit, a guy that's going to give you some big minutes, but he's not going to be the guy that carries a team. Uh, sure. Hampus Lindholm for the Ducks is sure. a perfect fucking example. Sure. He gets 
Uh, okay. Um, he's not anyways. your Klingberg. He's not your He's not your Klingberg. He's, he's not your Heiskanen. He's not your uh, Jamie Drysdale for me is way above this guy. He's got a way higher ceiling. Uh, Jamie Drysdale could easily turn into a poor man's Quinn Hughes, okay. which is still a top power play guy. Right. Um, and Heiskanen, same thing. Makar, Makar's on a whole other level. But anyways. Yep. Um, at five, if I'm Ottawa... I just looking at their defensive prospects. I think they need to take a right shot D. Um, I I really like you know they're they're pretty high over there on like some of their uh, right shot defenseman prospects. Um, but you got a guy like Shabbat and you got a like Bramstrom. You've got one two punch on the left side. Ottawa was going to be good. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to say gonna, right now. It doesn't matter who they take give, at five. It really give doesn't matter. Ottawa. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, I'll be optimistic. I'm gonna say in a year or two, not this next year, but in two. a in a, in two years, Ottawa's yeah. gonna be a playoff team. It's gonna be Ottawa and Rangers in two, maybe probably more or less three years. I agreed. Agreed. It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be. Ottawa. And, Ottawa and if has the Red the Wings picks. rebuild goes pot. See, I'm. There's two ways of looking at a Red Wings rebuild. Either the team did really bad last year because. They had really bad players dragging the good ones down, or or it's no one's talented. How about how about them not bringing up guys to get NHL experience? I think that's, I think, and I think Iserman has had success with Tampa. I mean, be- yeah. because he was able to you know yep. cook those guys in the AHL a little longer. Um, that's what worries me a little bit about Detroit. Is look, Detroit is not in a position where they need to say, look, Advocator and fucking he's you know still, some of these guys he's still on the roster i and that's the thing is like some you know at, at some point you have to go look the, these guys need to get they, they need to play second third line minutes the only thing against that some of the best me, players the only and thing then that you comforts need to, me about that is that cro- that erickson and daly are gone yeah 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 but i mean so the thing with detroit is yep you have to you have to look at it as like you have to trust that the players that you picked or the players that are in your system can figure it out. They're not just going to get brought up to the yep. big club yep. and look at it at a completely horrific season and go, well, I'm going to be a fucking third-line center for the rest of my career because I didn't have a good fucking year. Right. You have to have that. You have to have, like, it can't be everyone, and I think that's that's where, it, you know, my opinion differs a little bit. It's got to be, you got to have a good mixture. But, like, you got to test some of these guys out. You can't just say, well, they did well in the AHL, so they're going to translate to playing against guys like fucking Chara yep. and guys like, you know, like, okay. Anyways, back to five on Ottawa. I think they need to take Jamie Drysdale. I think I think they have a little bit of a miss on the right side. Ottawa fans are going to deny that all day. I think they still, they have a need everywhere. So, you either take Drysdale or you take whatever's left left of that top five, um, and so I can also see them taking Raymond if if Detroit takes Perfetti. I could see him uh, taking or vice versa. I could see him taking since they already got a forward with the first pick. I could see him going with Askarov. They need. I could see him doing help. that too. They yep, really need goaltender help. Yep, I I uh, that that wouldn't surprise me at all. And then, uh, and then they, we never hear the name help. Askarov again. He just disappears because he's because he disappears into the black hole that is Ottawa. Yeah, I mean that's fair. Yeah, they haven't they haven't been like useful since Alfredson was still on the team. That's yeah, not that's true. They went to the Eastern Conference that they one year. They went to the Eastern year, Conference but... Finals because they had Carlson. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, but to round up round up the top ten, uh, you know, it depends who Detroit takes at four. But I think the other one could easily go at six to the Ducks. I'm gonna say it's hard to pit. It's hard. It, we're getting down it really into is. it. It's hard to figure out who's available at this point. From four from four to twelve, um, <laughs> I can tell you they will not take Askarov. That's all. They won't that's, take, that's all I know. They won't take Askarov, and if they take Sanderson, uh, Bob Murray's getting canned. Instantly. That would be such. That would be such a poor decision. It'd be a, a super set. The thing back. that I mean, the, they, the thing that you need the most is scoring. Right shot D and scoring. That's yep. that's literally what the Ducks need. So if they were to take a left shot D, where Cam Fowler, unless they get rid of Lindholm or Cam Fowler, which but they just so probably won't. There's so many people with with this year's weird cap situation, and then with the the expansion draft coming up, we're going to see probably the most movement we've ever seen in the league. Like yeah. it, it's literally going to force people's hands, and we're going to see deals. We are going to see the most oh, yeah. deals we have ever seen in a while. True. Yeah, you know, I mean, we're gonna. It's, yeah, I love it. I oh, I love, love it. it. It's we're gonna see deals because there's everyone's going to be like, well, fuck, I can't spend up to the cap. Like, I need to get, I need to shed some space. Or like teams right now that have cap space are fuck. Like the Red Wings. God damn, we just we just took Mark Stahl from the Rangers for a second round pick and we gave them nothing. No, you gave them future considerations. We, okay, that's the hockey equivalent of nothing. <laughs> that's the hockey equivalent of a stick tape dispenser. That is yeah, we literally gave them a the, the roll like a big log of of sock tape or something like that. It nice. was it was a favor. Like we you take Pretty Mark much. Stahl and here's a second round pick for your trouble. Right. Exactly. Like, and that's and that's exactly what it is because we have the cap space to do it. The Red Wings, we just shed. This is how bad it was because we we lost like twelve players off. Twelve players came off the books, and we'll be able to put Zetterberg on LTIR uh, as well. So I can't believe Zetterberg is still even a thing. We're still paying Johan Franzen. That's fucking nuts. Dude. Right. <laughs> right. Fucking nuts. Right. It's, I, I think uh, uh, didn't uh, Dotsuk finally retired as a coyote, right? Yeah, and he damn well should have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, that's that's such a there. He's Eiserman's got roughly twenty six to twenty two million dollars in cap space right now to play around with. Yeah, like that's really good. I mean, and the timing could not have been better for this year because there are teams that are up against the cap that need to shed space. Vegas is going to be one of the most active teams. Mm-hmm. And not, yeah, not just, not just because of their, like the in-house situations, but solely just because of the, what the market is right now and the situation that they're in against the cap. Right. Vegas is in win now mode. So they want to clear cap space. I, I mean, I've heard, I've heard rumors of Flurry going to fucking Detroit at least to be traded off somewhere else or something. So they yeah. so Detroit can help out with a cap situation. And Vegas can keep Leonard, huh? That's the rumor. That's the rumor. I mean, you know, Flurry has it. Flurry made an impassioned plea to try to stay with the team, but unless Flurry's willing to play on that team for a million dollars, there's no way that they're going to keep him. They're yeah. Not, well, maybe and, maybe he's playing for a million dollars and then like a million dollars in like chips at the casino. Maybe I don't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could be. I don't know how that works, but yeah, Ve- Vegas is could looking work. at it. So to wrap it up, I mean, we're moving into we've got free agency is Tuesday or no? The draft is Tuesday. 
Draft is Tuesday and Wednesday, and then free agency is Friday. Gotcha. Okay, so we're working up on a lot of excitement here. Um, oh, lots fuck. of big free agents. Uh, so Oliver Ecker, uh, Ekman Larson is up. Um, Pertangelo. No, he's, he's just a trade. Oh, gotcha. Sorry, I, I got him confused. Um, yeah, Pertangelo Pertangelo is. Pertangelo is free agent. Um, it sounds I, – I, I do believe the rumors that St. Louis is playing the long game on this because his number one choice is to stay in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. If he has to leave, his number one choice is Vegas. Okay. Um, it's it sounds like they'll try to squeeze him, and I I they can definitely hide behind the well we're up against the cap. There's just no way we can pay you more, kind of yeah. thing. Um, yeah. I think that's a re- if there's any year for, to hide behind that excuse, I think this is the one. Right. Uh, but Pertangelo has been on a friendly salary for a while um i don't know i think he would fit in well in vegas uh vegas does need some help on the back end obviously uh that's their that was have to move so much cap though right i mean they have to i don't know their cap situation but they if they clear if they get rid of flurry and they move uh riley smith no they're so they're gonna get rid of if they get rid of flurry and I think they actually just got a couple guys off the books, too, um, that they're not paying anymore. They, they might be able to... Uh, the, the key here is they have to get rid of Flurry, and, okay. that's, and that's the sad part. That's the sad truth. But I just don't see a situation where he stays except unless he... The, no, there's not, because it's not, he's not in a contract year. Like, he's got one more year on his deal. If, if Flurry was able to negotiate... I think that would this would be a different circumstance where Flurry might be willing to take a, a hometown discount because he loves Vegas, mm-hmm. but he's not. Flurry is still there for another year at five million. Yeah, well, but he had a down year though. That's the thing. He did. Oh no, it makes sense on paper. Leonard is the slightly bit. Leonard is the A goalie. Flurry is an A minus goalie. Yeah, and I think that's fair. I think I think Leonard. What he's shown in the last two years, he's he's the better goalie at this time and it's, in his and career. And it's solely because Leonard plays a safer, more solid style. Yeah, that's, that's what it, le, watching Leonard play goalie is boring. He's a very boring goalie. He that's what you want he, right? He uses his space or he uses his size, and he basically plays the numbers. He he gets he takes up the 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 largest portion of the net. And he does. I mean, if you watch him, if you watch Leonard play, it really doesn't look like he's doing much. Like that's he's, the point, yeah. Right, he stands there. Like he doesn't right. move a lot. He doesn't react. He he uses his body and takes up as much net as he can. Whereas Flurry is reactionary and quick and fast. And that and they're two different styles of goalies. Both have their strengths and weaknesses. Flurry lets in goals that you that normal goalies should save, but. Flurry also makes miraculous saves. That Where, other goalies wouldn't save. Correct. Whereas Leonard stops everything that he should stop, but if someone's going to go, you know, top cheddar snipe, nine times out of ten, Leonard's not going to make that amazing save. Yeah. He's reliable, but not a superstar, whereas Flurry is unpredictable, but can pull a crazy fucking save out of his ass that no one else would make so there i think the real question with those two is who would look better in the yellow mustard yellow 
Vegas jersey. Okay, so I've I've been told by multiple Vegas people that the pictures do not do these jerseys justice. Okay, uh, so it's got a little more gold than in per, in just person. Mustard yellow. Not only are they isn't more gold. Apparently, in person, they are sparkly gold. Okay. Like these, they 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 quote shimmer. Wow. Right, like we're talking rhinestone cowboy kind of shit. Okay. Um, they're supposed to be gaudy. They're supposed to be flashy, and they're supposed to be vintage Vegas. Like it's supposed to, it's supposed to be obnoxious gold. Okay. Like that's the point of Vegas. Like it's supposed to be showy and and loud. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Well, their video that they did to unravel it was fucking obnoxious and loud. <laughs> but yeah, my first look at them, and actually I'm looking at them again, so my take is so, has become a little less ridiculous uh at first look that's mustard yellow yeah dude. first look and i didn't first sucks. look i didn't like them i really didn't yeah. like them um but now I, now i look at them again you're right it does have a little bit of that shimmer which there's, i think weirdly makes them better i don't know they're zoomed in guess. shots and then i actually there's a mock-up with marchiso in full gear with them on and they mm. look good like they've got okay. gold socks that like complement it they okay. they look good they look good. okay black helmet Yes, um, okay. I would or have gray to. Gray helmet. I would have to look that again, but okay. yes, I would do. Yeah, gray helmet, and then uh, God forbid they do fucking red pants. But if they did gray, gray pants and gray helmet, that'd be okay. No, I think I, the the sleeves they fucked up a little bit. I honestly almost would have been cool if they just did solid yellow or solid gold. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's fine. It's not. I don't. I don't hate it. It's okay. It's not bad. It's it's not a home run, but it's it's good. There, there are definitely a lot worse third jerseys out there. That's correct. There are like, definitely like Ottawa's Ottawa's boring New Jerseys. God, those are. I mean, it's I, so boring. Cu- it just kudos, kudos for going back me. to a classic. But I feel like they had that logo. It feels like literally six years ago. Like it wasn't yeah. even like. Like it's when pe- it, like new agey people are like, I love the Kachina jerseys on the Coyotes. It's like you're a fucking. God, you goddamn Gen X motherfuckers, living in the living in the fucking past, aren't you? Right, like you don't even know. You don't even know about the Kachina jerseys. Okay, so I knew the Kachina jerseys like, when Gretzky was the coach. Looks like Jesus, dude. Fucking aging <laughs> yourself. Uh, looks like the they're throat. doing. They're matching that gray with the pants, and then the helmet's also gray. Okay. So yeah. they, they do look good. The full the full get up looks good. Yep. I still hate their fucking white gloves. I used to give guys with white gloves so much shit. That was and that was a big remember, like when they first unveiled their jerseys, they had white gloves and then they changed them. Yeah. So I th- and and now it's it's an it's a joke. Like now it's that it's not as much white, but like it's it's a tongue in cheek thing. Like they do it now because it's terrible. Ugh. They do it now yeah. because everybody hates white gloves. They gotta wear the fucking all white CCM skates too. <laughs> Tinted crazy. black visor. Yuck. Yuck. Fucking <laughs> yuck, dude. That shit is so brutal. Oh. Any hoozle. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. What else do we got? Do we do we hit on everything we wanted to talk about? I the think only so. other oh, thing. Oh, Lundy was Lundy was bought out. Yep. Lundy was bought out. Um. I've heard rumors. So we were speaking about Vegas. This actually ties in quite well. Um. Recently, th- this day, it's it's been rumored that we bring in Lundqvist to be the backup for Leonard. 
is everybody going to Vegas? Like, that seems like what every single rumor it's, is. It's, is like, it sounds like that because Vegas is the most active right now. And I, and I, it's, it's not, <sighs> yeah. it's not, it's not that they're most popular. It's not like fanboys are saying, oh, every, every player should go to Vegas. It's not, that's Toronto. Everybody says that, oh, uh, Pitangelo sounds really good. He'd be really good in Toronto. Or, uh, Tory Crew, God, he'd be really good in Toronto. That's what, mm-hmm. that's Toronto media. The reason why, Vegas is linked to so many different players is because they are legitimately asking they're asking people about these things here's here's my thing I, Lundquist to me can easily go be someone like what Ryan Miller and this is just close to home but like why, what Ryan Miller has been to John Gibson in, in Anaheim right he yep. plays 20 games a year uh, he's a great veteran presence that's he's what you basically, need yeah he's basically preparing that goalie to have the kind of career that Lundqvist had, if I not think better, Lundqvist, right? I think Lundqvist would be a great tutor for Leonard. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think you could take, I think, and it sucks because, like, did you, if, I was, if I was the Rangers, that's exactly what I'd want for Shesterkin. Did you, did you see my tweet about, uh, yeah, no, you're actually, sorry, that was a good point that you made, though. Um, but you've got a guy that you've got two good goalies. It's like it's like the it's like the log jam that Columbus has right now. Yeah, but you, if I'm, I would have kept Shesterkin and who's that? Who's their third over there? Gorgiev. Right? Gorgiev. I would have I would have tried to move him. See, I would have argu- tried to the argument bolster is, what I need to. The argument is that Gorgiev is the second or the first. Like it's they're all they played yeah. they played them they all gave them equal time during the season. Right, but why not keep Lundqvist and try to move Gorgiev? I mean, the only thing I can think of is that the Rangers GM just wasn't getting any movement on Gorgiev. Because they like... like well, yeah, they probably weren't getting the return that they wanted. Yeah, exactly. They, they probably wanted it. And they're like, fuck it, we'll just keep him. him. He's mm-hmm. he's cheap, and he's just as good as Shesterkin, so... True. Why not? Well, I think, I think Shesterkin's much better, but, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm with uh, okay. you. I think... I'll, I'll slightly disagree with you on that. I think I'm not saying that... Shosturkin is the better of the two, but I'm gonna. I'm. It's like a Corpusalo Mers Lincoln's situation in my eyes, mm, where where Corpusalo okay. is Corpusalo is the better of the two, but okay. Mers Lincoln's is not far behind Corpusalo. All right, let me let me hockey DB this because oh, I just foggy that. I just want to be that guy. Okay. While um, you're while you're doing that, okay. I do want to bring up the point of. Uh, God, I, I made a tweet about this, and I even retweeted it on the Dusty Bender Twitter page. Uh, God forbid NBC Sports hires Lundquist to be a co-anchor next to Patrick Sharp. Oh, uh, that you'd crash, you'd cr- uh, you'd you'd crash online. I mean, here's the thing, though. That you is know, the hockey. T- this is the two most handsome men in the world. Yeah, talking about hockey to each other. We would have like. Hockey's range of men to women would just completely right. Like Emily Cat, even now, you know, I'm not even I, no no homo, no nothing about it. But but if if you have a panel of what is it? Is it Emily Kaplan? Uh, yes. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it okay? Yeah. Emily Kaplan, Catherine Tappan, Catherine Tappan. Thank you. Yeah, the one that got in trouble with Jr. Yeah. Um, Catherine Tappan. Henrik Lundqvist and Patrick Sharp. She is the third prettiest person on that panel. <laughs> I, I'm not even. It's 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 not even, and it's not even a contest. <laughs> it's not, not even, even close. Like it's not even like Lundqvist and Sharp are 
racing neck and neck for number one, for first and second, and she's like a distant third. She's like she's like that guy that like just showed up to the race and is there just because they're happy to be there. She'd quit. <laughs> this is bullshit. Sharpie and Lenny would I was, just be I was fucking flan- taking I was that flanked shit. by Melorose and Jr. Forever, these fat fucking old retired washed up <laughs> hockey players and i was the hot person on the show and now you're bringing in this fucking steam this fucking man rockets okay oh jeez she can't she can't even keep her thoughts straight she's just staring into lundquist's eyes <laughs> it would happen here's yep. here's uh shesterkin versus Gorgiev. Okay. okay okay uh since since shesterkin has been over in North America, yep. so AHL and NHL. He hasn't played yep. as many seasons, so that's fair. Yep. Um, but his lowest save percentage is .932, which has been 12 games with the Rangers, and his lowest goals against average is 1.90 with the AHL Hartford Wolfpack. What, uh, what's, Gord- so what's his overall with the Rangers? Overall with the, Ra- with the Rangers themselves is... 2.52 and 0.932 for his goals against average that's, and save that's percentage. Pretty, now, granted, he's only played, like, what, 20 games 12, or something? 12 games. Oh, yeah, 12 so games. He's a, Jesus, that's a horrible season. He's only percentage. played 12 games. Right. But, but, Gorgiev, right? Okay. Uh, so, Gorgiev, his highest save percentage over here was 0.918 when he played 10 games in 17-18 with the Rangers. Okay. Uh, his lowest goals against average... In North America was two point nine one with the Rangers uh, eighteen nineteen, which is isn't bad. It's not terrible. It's under three. Yeah, right. Um, he just you know he played in SM Liga over in Europe. Um, still pretty damn good numbers, but Shesterkin in KHL his last year in the KHL he played twenty eight games, had a one point one one goals against average. He had a point nine five three. I think I think. I the guy you, is an abs. I mean, I think you just backed is, up my point. Like, I, I never said that Gorgiev was better than Shesterkin. I said that it's the disparagement between the two. It's it's not like Carey Price and then whoever the fuckhead that's sitting that's on the fair. bench. That's fair. I I would just say like it's not like te- like if Carey Price goes down and fuckface A goes in from the bench, you're like we're screwed. Whereas, like, if Shesterkin <laughs> goes down and Gorgiev goes in, it's not. That's uh, that's the, fair. You're still in the yeah. game. That's true. I think I think that's fair. That's, I just and that's think, what that's what I was trying to get at. And I think you know I think the only the only thing that I was the only thing that I was talking about there is with with a young goalie with you know Shesterkin is going to be that goalie. He had a fucking unreal time his last three years in the KHL. I mean it's just stupid. Um, you you almost want. I mean just it depends what camp you're in. If you want that guy to figure it out on his own. Yep. Right. Yep. Competing against someone like Gorgiev, or if he wants you know someone like. Uh, Ryan Miller just just is there to kind of you know make sure that that younger goalie you know knows how to be a pro and shit like that. So um, I don't I don't think either of us are wrong. Uh, it's just it's very Lundqvist is very interesting, and I would love to see him go do what we just talked about, where he's just kind of that mentor for someone who you know maybe uh, one of the places that I've heard that it would make quite a bit of sense is Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they let Markstrom walk. Demko you know is still pretty young, really only had success in the playoffs, uh, let Lundqvist teach him how to be a fucking pro, and Demko plays, you know, still 50 to 60 games in a year, uh, but Lundqvist, Lundqvist is able to kind of steal some of those games from them. So 
he's he's an interesting character, and I'm I'll be curious to see where he ends up. If he doesn't end up anywhere, I think oh, that's New that's a miss. New York has a bright future. Oh yeah, like that team oh, yeah. that team is going to be are optimistically good next year. Uh, pessimistically good in two years. Didn't they have the best farm? I think I think Kings actually had the best farm team or you know prospect pool, but uh, I think Rangers were right up there. I mean they. They have a very bright future ahead of them. Who won the so. Calder Cup? Uh, Nobody cares. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I don't think they finished it out. I think they just said fuck it. Okay. I'm pretty sure. All right, I'll look it up. That's fair. I I, I could have swore that maybe I think the year before it was Vegas's Chicago Wolves. I think you're right. Actually. Fun fact, my. My junior team, the War Horses, we literally stole everything from AHL teams. Like, so our nice. jersey colors were that maroon with the yellow and white. Mm. So we we stole those colors, and then we we literally stole the Barry Colts logo, and just changed it a different color. 2019 ended with the Charlotte Checkers winning their first Calder Cup, defeating the Chicago Wolves. Oh, in five okay, games. okay, I got gotcha, you. Okay. There you go. That's still, I mean, it's still so the check. Right, I remember this now because the the Carolina Hurricanes were all stoked about that. Yeah. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah. Other than Lundy and his beautiful face ending up on TV, there's lots of rumors, but nothing else has been in stone. Yeah, that's that's all I got though. Cool. Yeah. Well, I mean, fuck, we're gonna have lots of hockey to talk about in the next week. So. Yeah. Well, if you would quit giving me the coronavirus. Yeah, that was me. Definitely, I I mailed it to you. like it's the new 2020 anthrax you got you got an envelope that it was addressed to you and it and there was nothing in it you opened it though and my saliva was on the envelope mm, yeah and then i licked it yep yeah and i is that not how you anthrax. open is that how you open envelopes hey look what kid sent me <laughs> stuck to your lip all right, um, we're coming Jesus. to the end of the program. Let's round it out. I think we should probably do our let's do our Dusty Bender Commish code word free play giveaway. Mm-hmm. What should it what What should our code word be? Ah, oh, shit! To put you on the spot. Last time it was jean shorts. Probably drug test. Drug test. Okay. Hashtag drug test. Hashtag word. hashtag drug test. Follow, followed by communists. Hashtag rollovers for communists. There you go. Uh, that's just the that's just the title. Any of that? Yeah, that's 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 like the title of it, and then you have to title it, and then there and then the paragraph is yeah, short story. <laughs> you gotta really you have to, wow us you, for for the free play. You have to write a haiku. Commish <laughs> <laughs> will be counting the syllables. That's correct, <laughs> and he doesn't fuck around either. He pulls his dictionary out. Notionary. So that's six syllables. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. Uh, that's not going to count. Um, go to the casino. Perfect. All right. Tweet him the code word, maybe on one of his posts, or, or just send it to him or call him. You know, call him. Call him. Find him at his house. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Um, but <laughs> Trace his number. Somehow let him know. Maybe DM him. He's he's good. And he's also got a good phone number, too. That, that works. Uh, we text all the time. We're good friends. Fax him. Yeah. Fax him. Yes. Definitely fax him. Like that, I think he takes a lot of his action over facts. Mm-hmm. Could be, could be wrong. Um, but that number again is nine five one eight seven eight nine four one one, or you can find him on Twitter at Beck Commish. 
Yes. Perfect. All right, gang. Uh... We're, we're we've we've got a new sense of purpose and motivation, so we're gonna fucking we're gonna come at you every week now. We're doing it. We're saying it. Fuck it. It's happening. It's happening. Yeah. Fuck it. It's gonna happen. All right, everybody. We will see you next week. Yeah. <laughs>